Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's talk Rangers baseball trade rumors and really delicious ones at that. We're about to play you an audio clip of John Morosi from 670 The Score in Chicago. Listen to this little nugget that he drops. Uh, so there, I think there's a lot of teams that need catching. And I think that uh, I would mention, again, Texas is, is one moving into a new ballpark. I think his trade value is, is quite good. And, and I think with the Cubs' internal depth there, uh, Caratini can probably play more than what he did this year. Uh, I, I think there is some, some value there for Contreras. And, and there is enough teams, and again, I'll mention Texas most especially. They're going to be a team that if Bryant ends up getting moved, they're going to be a team that, that the Cubs talk to. And they're also going to be involved in, in trying to just build up their roster ahead of the new ballpark opening up next year. So I would say Texas's farm system is solid. Not great, but it's, it's pretty good. Good enough. They've got some young pitching there, which is what the Cubs need. They need, some, I think, some optionable pitching to help support and, and protect what is still a very veteran staff. Uh, I, I think that's a really, really good potential fit there. Texas, I think, probably better on Contreras even than Bryant, but I think either one makes some sense. I would, I would, uh, if you're a Cubs fan, study up on those Rangers prospect lists in, in the days to come because I think that's going to be a major story of the winter. Okay, so interesting he's talking about Contreras, but the one that everyone's excited about is that he also mentions Bryant because Bryant can play outfield, he can play third base, he's a right-handed bat, he's going to be 28 at the start of next season, and obviously has a history with Joey Gallo. Those guys go way back. That's a really fun, juicy rumor to, to think about, as you know that the Rangers are very interested and trying to acquire a bat like that. Yeah, uh, this one jumped out of nowhere. I, I was not even thinking about Chris Bryant, and I'm like, why would they ever let him go? Uh, you know, he's kind of been the face of that franchise. Uh, but uh, Nolan Arenado signed that eight-year, $260 million deal, and if they're sitting there looking at this going, yeah, I, I don't I don't think we're going to want to pay that. What does he have, two years of so control? Two he, years of control left. And he already, he, uh, I think a year ago, he turned down $200 million. That was a year ago. So uh, he's a, a Boris guy. Um, and I didn't think about Chris Bryant at all until last night when I saw a tweet from Evan Grant that had mentioned uh, if Chris Bryant becomes available, the Rangers will probably be or should be picking up the phone right now. Mm -hmm. That's basically what Evan was saying. But one thing I've, I've done a little reading on Chris Bryant, I've found out that he is a guy who pays attention to union matters because the Cubs manipulated him in year one. Right. Uh, they brought him up after nine games, if y'all remember that story. Right. So nine games, they brought him up to extend his service time. That's why so, there's two more years of control. So he's a guy who follows the game's economics very closely. And I guess it comes down to how many teams out there, and I don't know if the Rangers are one of these teams, are willing to go, here is two years of Chris Bryant, you've got to give up the resources to get him, and then go have the arbitration fights, and then eventual free agency negotiations with Boris. Or pay him right. now. Like who, who's, you, you, who's in for all that? Pay him now. now. You don't go get yeah. him unless you're going to keep him. But, yeah. you know, for the Rangers, what they have to think about is, all right, they've spent some time here restocking the cupboard, uh, you know, in their, their farm system. Do they want to go cash all that in right now on Chris Bryant and pay him? 
or do you just try to go get Rendon? You know, and so that's going to hurt the Cubs too because the Cubs are going to, you know, as they're out there looking to trade Chris Bryant, Anthony Rendon is available, and you don't have to give up anything but money to get him. Yeah. You're going to have to give up a lot of money, but you're going to give up the same amount of money and then prospects. And, you know, listening to Morosi, so if the Rangers have to give up big frontline young starting pitching to go get him, I mean, you're talking Hans Kraus, Cole Wynn. Uh, Brock Burke, I mean, guys who you're like, wait a second, we just watched the Rangers rebuild all this young talent in their minor league system, all this young starting pitching. Do you really go cash that in on a guy? That's it's intriguing, man. I, I like the idea of pairing him up with Gallo, getting their old uh, youth baseball team back together. That's pretty exciting. And the other thing, too, is like, you know, we make an assumption that him and Gallo like each other because they, you know, and I remember when Chris Bryant exploded onto the scene, Gallo said some nice things. And, hey, I called and congratulated mm -hmm. him. And there was all that talk about, well, Harper and Bryant are doing this and Gallo's kind of struggling over here. So you kind of assume they all like each other. I mean, obviously, the Rangers wouldn't go get a guy if, if their other star player didn't feel strongly about him. But, you know, they've got a guy in their front office now with big, strong Chicago Cubs ties that knows all the ins and outs of Chris Bryant. Uh, I forgot the name of that dude that came from Shiraz. Yeah, Shiraz came from the Cubs. And so, obviously, he's got really intimate knowledge of that player and what makes him tick and all those sorts of things. So, if they are going to give up the type of stuff that Ben is talking about there, then they would feel really confident that he is a quote-unquote missing style piece. And you have to, you have to, you know, it's all about um, buy low, sell high. And so, you have to really have a good handle on, do you think Hans Kraus is the real deal? Cole Wynn? I mean... Brock Burke, do you do you really do you think these guys are legit, or if maybe you've seen something, and you think you know what? I just I'm just I don't think I, I can for sure say that. And then go ahead and trade them. You know, if if the Cubs are interested in some of your guys and they maybe overvalue them, you've had a chance to get to know them a little bit. I man, it's it's intriguing. It's it's super intriguing. I mean, he is really really good, and and they have a massive hole at third base, so they need yeah. to fill that. Um, it's hard to believe that he's going to be 28 in January and he still has two years of control. That is, <laughs> so he did messy. get screwed on that deal yeah. when he got called up. But this is a right-handed bat. This is a guy who this year hit 280, 31 bombs. I mean, every year he's going to hit at least 30 bombs or somewhere around that. He's had 26, 39, 29, 13 OPS. when he got injured. Yeah. Uh, and then 31. I, I just, man, I, 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 I would love this, but what are we talking about here? What are we what are we talking about giving up? If Morosi's right that the market's not going to be there because of Rendon, because other teams may look at Josh Donaldson and say, "Wait a second, I can have 37-year-old Josh Donaldson for a fraction of this." You know, I, the Rangers also got to consider they've got they just drafted two young third basemen. It yeah. doesn't mean that they're going to stay at third base, but Josh Young is the top prospect in their organization according to most people out there, Davis Wenzel. I mean, I don't know if those guys will ultimately be third baseman, but do they just go get a placeholder, go get Josh Donaldson, let him play, and wait for Josh Young to be up? Is that a smarter move? It really just depends on if whether or not they could fleece the Cubs. And then yeah. you got to ask yourself, why would the Cubs just trade him to trade him? You've got two more years of control. Why would you just take a less-than-market package for him? So apparently Theo had an 80-minute uh post-mortem after their season because they, they had the Joe Madden stuff happening. Mm -hmm. And a part of kind of what came up is it's basically, are we about to pay $500 million to the left side of our infield? Because Javi Baez is up as well. Mm -hmm. And I think Baez, considering that he plays shortstop, 
you know, you, you can flip a coin who's the better player, but who's gives you more value and, and things like that. I mean, Baez is really good. Yeah. So that's something that they're kind of thinking. And we're seeing the Red Sox do this as well. We've talked about Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez might have to go because they don't want to go too far. Uh, they just don't want to pay that much money, you know? You know you, so you're, you're starting to see some teams trim a little bit of fat. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen the Padres go and pay whatever it takes. So it's very interesting that this balance, the thing that I, I, I go back to is something that Ben said, you could just pay the, pay the guy Rendon and not give up the prospects. I would try to do that first. Like, to me, I would look at door one before I start talking about this trade. That's something I can wait until free agency. I don't have well, to make this trade now. Let me spend it another way for you guys. What, you know, because you do have two years of arbitration for him, you could roll out on those arbitration years to manage your money, and your offseason focus could be let's go, let's trade for Chris Bryant, and then let's turn around and sign Cole. Yeah. And then there's, like, the first two years – you know, you're getting, you know, you're going to have to pay Bryant in two years. You know, you're going to have to do that. But a lot of, you know, there's a lot of philosophy on these things where the, the money managers for teams look at it as, all right, well, for these two years, I know I'm going to be spending all this money in three years. For these two years, I can kind of manage sure. the hit of coal because I'm keeping him at arbitration money. Right. And I don't think it's necessarily about next year for the Rangers. And so uh, Chris Bryant would be a long term get here to be a superstar face of the franchise Garrett Cole and in, in the same way you could still go out and you know make some trades to restock the cupboard a little bit while also you know taking a major step forward and being competitive this year right but with the way that the A's are and the way that the Astros are I just don't think this year is the year it would be a great year to get some excitement going and build a foundation you know one thing that you know I know Morosi's talking about the Rangers trading starting pitching, another thing they could trade is Josh Young. I mean, if, if the Cubs are really looking at this going, yeah, we're, you know, we just, we want we need to save some money on the left side of the infield. Well, the Rangers' number one prospect, I'm not saying it would be a straight-up deal. It, right, I hear it you. would be other things. But, you know, Josh Young, hey, we'll give you a young third baseman. He's not even quite ready yet, but could be your third baseman of the future as you yeah. guys retool. And that way you'd have an affordable third baseman on that side of the infield with Javi. It might be like something like Young. Kraus, Wynn, Demarcus Evans, another starter, one of those Palumbo, Brock Burke type guys, Leody Tavares. I, I that, think, yeah. that's like, and we're talking six, five or six guys for Bryant, probably. Yeah, but with two years control. Yeah, I mean he is a MVP candidate, right? He's a perennial MVP candidate. The Cubs need young pitching though, because you look at their rotation; it's it's Darvish, Hamels, Quintana. Uh, John Lester. I think if I have like, to give up that much of what you're talking about, then I would be more inclined to – I mean, again, dude, they would n know how strongly they feel about Young, for example, but I would be more inclined to do the Donaldson placeholder than give up that much. You know, that's a lot to give what, up. What's what's Darvish's uh, contractual situation now? He, you know, I know that there's still interest uh, between Darvish and the Rangers, and maybe they'll be reunited at some point. And I know he struggled mightily, but – Maybe there's a way to get him in the mix, too, in Without this deal. Without them like, having to take on his salary. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, we're going to let you guys get out of this Darvish money. Right. Or maybe there's some way to incorporate you Darvish into these talks to where – because, you, look, I'm not, I know a lot of people aren't big you Darvish guys. I am. I'm not saying he's going to be a Cy Young guy or anything. I'm just, but I, I'm a fan, and I think he'd do better here than he's done there, and I think he likes it here a lot. He's comfortable here, and I think they really like him. So He still lives here, doesn't he? 
I believe so. I think he does. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. So uh, the other thing, too, and I'm, I guess I'm not intimately knowledgeable about their whole situation, but do they have any use for Mazzara as well as you start trying to put packages oh. together? I don't think so because I was thinking about left-handed bats, and I was thinking about giving away Chew and paying for it and all that stuff because uh, they have Castellanos, they have Jason Hayward, they have Kyle Schwarber. Okay, you, I got what so if they maybe what, they could use an outfielder, but they don't need a lefty. What if they what if they ask for Solak and or what if they're interested in Calhoun? So here's what my like here's what my question yeah. is. So I'm 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 I mean, dude, our out our, our outfield is screwed up because we don't, we, we don't have spots, but we don't have great outfielders either. We're we're putting guys out there, and so the thing that I'm wondering about what, what is Solak. I mean, we're, we, they're they're trying to operate as if Ruggie's going to work out, although it is a competition. If Solak's not a second baseman, are they really going to go stick him in, in center field? I want him to no. be a third baseman, but apparently no one feels like that can happen. He, but he might be a shortstop, no. but you still... He's not, he's not even a good defensive second baseman. So <laughs> yeah. if he's going to be in the infield, it's going to be at second base. And then he, if he's going to be in the outfield, he's going to be a corner outfielder, and he's going to be a liability defensively wherever he is. Not a huge one. But you want his right-handed bat in the lineup, right? Yeah. Yes, you have to. But yeah, I'm with you. I don't. Um, First I, this It's confusing hearing all this stuff about Rugi, right? Yeah. Hearing the love. I mean, and it certainly. But John and Chris sound completely different on this. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're not talking. They they obviously know. But John talks differently about Rugi than Woody does. Right. I thought John was doing the tough love bit though. That's what I thought. They've had to try everything. See, this is Woody's first year of this frustration, and I know he knows the history, but it's different when you've lived through it for four straight years. Would you years. have rather had Elvis's year or Ruggie's? Boy, you know what? <laughs> That's not a bad question. I mean, I do. I, Elvis took the year off for some reason. I'm not sure. <laughs> was, I do. Uh, it was weird, man. One of the things we talked about yesterday that is intriguing is, is just Joey Gallo. Just go back to being a first baseman. We realize you're our best outfielder. Yes. But you're a gold glove caliber uh, first baseman. Right. And imagine Chris Bryant at third yes. and Joey Gallo at first. I'm horny. Oh, my God. I'm horny. I can live with Elvis and Ruggie farting around with those two guys on the other corner. And today. I liked what Woody said about giving Guzman a chance, but it's like we need to start expecting things a little bit. Yeah. And this is where Mazzara bums me out. You know? I, I would, like, yeah, I would say, though, uh, this and this might be confusing. Uh, some people might not get this. Um, if you did get Chris Bryant and you had to trade a ton of prospects to get him, which you would, mm -hmm. right, um, and you do go get Garrett Cole, it would be tempting to just say, all right, we're going for it this oh, year. Oh, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> but I also think with as good as the A's are and as good as the Astros are, you're still, you've still got more holes. You've got a, a hole in center field. You've got a hole at catcher. You've got a bunch of left-handed bats who aren't really that good defensively. I don't know what's going on with Elvis. I feel like the timing's not right. I would still go ahead and pursue a trade of Mike Miner because whatever you give up to the Cubs, you could restock Maybe that cupboard to some degree and then retool and go for it. I mean, what? this would still be a huge stepping stone year right. and a lot of excitement in a new stadium with Chris Bryant and Garrett Cole, but I still think they'd be too far away. What have I told you that your batting, that your two, three, four, five went Bryant, Calhoun. No, it'd go Calhoun, Bryant, Gallo, and Solak. And you can get Elvis in the back part of your lineup. And you're finally. going, yep. And you're going right, left, right, left. Man, and those all those guys could stroke. That'd be incredible. That'd be incredible. That'd be incredible. And the other thing is, if if you know, the Rangers have made a lot of changes. Chris Woodward's brought in a lot of changes. The daily hitting meetings and you know all the analytics that they're using now. And you're right, Shiraz. That that familiarity with Chris Bryant. 
they may look at it and say, hell yes, go get this guy. I don't yeah. care that we got it. He's perfect for what we're doing. Uh, so it's going to be a fun offseason. The Rangers have opportunity, and they have money, and they should be in the forefront of any of these big deals. I can't believe how good we just made the Rangers. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 